Hi, everyone, and welcome to this very first episode of Asking for a Friend. My name is Elena. I'm your host, and I'm really excited to start doing this because this podcast has been in the making for at least the last two years. Ever since I founded my own business, Inner Space Coaching, I wanted to do this, but it was never the right time. It never felt like it was the right time or the right space. And there were always things that were more important at the time. Um, so we're going to start with this now. And basically asking for a friend, you already heard it in the trailer, is the podcast where we are trying to answer the big and small questions in life. And sometimes we're too afraid to ask certain questions. So we do what? We ask for a friend, obviously. And in every episode, I'm going to dive into the current talk on social media, the celeb gossip that you know, or maybe you don't know yet, but I love because my For You page is an a very accurate representation of who I am as a person and what kind of things I'm going through right now in life or what interests me. For example, right now, book talk is life. My whole For You page is full with book talk and I'm not mad at it. I'm absolutely not mad at it because you know what? It's, it's beautiful. I love book talk. I love everything about it. And the struggle is that <laughs> the struggle is that I have an obsession with fantasy books and fantasy books for those of you who don't read them or for those who do, it is very, very hard to explain to someone who doesn't read them what they're about. Because do you know how weird it is to explain the plot to a fucking fantasy book? So let me tell you. So when I tell someone about what I read, or if they ask you, oh, like you're, you like to read. Yeah. Okay. What are you reading? I'm like, yeah, I love to read fantasy. And they're like, oh, so um, what are you reading right now? And it's like, yeah, it's a book about dragons and people wanting to get into a school and they have to kill each other to bond with said dragons. You would think I'm fucking crazy. Also, hot dudes with bat wings suicidal witches and fairies like <laughs> and i always have to say no no no, not like not like tinkerbell like fairies but like fae and they have like powers and they're like super strength superhuman it sounds fucking weird but yeah um that is basically also me in a nutshell because i love this shit there will be cursing on this podcast if you haven't figured that out by now. Um, I cannot help you. But um, yeah, I sometimes don't have myself under control when it comes to that. But basically, this podcast is an accumulation of my mind. And my mind, you will, you will figure that out. You will see that it's quite jumpy. So please bear with me. I am pretty sure I should get diagnosed for ADD or ADHD, even though it coming back to TikTok, I feel like. ADHD and like self-diagnosing yourself, self-diagnosing yourself, good one, Elena, but like diagnosing yourself seems like the cool thing to do right now, which is not why I want to do it. But what prompted me to consider getting checked for ADHD is that not two, not three, but four people unrelated to each other have asked me if I got checked. And at first I was like, oh, um, okay. And then I was like, well, maybe I should. If there are like jumps in this podcast, thought jumps, time jumps, 
please just stay with me. Bear with me. I'm trying my best. But also, how am I going to get into this episode? That's like the hardest thing to do, right? To start the first one, because I feel like once you started the first one, it's easy going. And this episode, we are answering the question, how the fuck do I stop being afraid of life? And I feel like being afraid of life is something that we all go through. It's something, whether it's in relationships or it's in our private life, even it could be work, it could be school, it could be where do I move next? And being afraid of life, I can tell you I'm in the midst of, I'm, I feel like I'm always in the midst of being afraid of life or afraid of something for, for that matter, because I also used to be a very scared child or like more like not teenager, but what's between like a child and a teen? I feel like around the age of 10, 12, I was quite the scared girl. I was homesick a lot. So I couldn't, when we would go on class trips that would last a weekend and we're like two towns over, I would get homesick. And that is, I think it had to do like with an anxiety back then as well, when people weren't talking about anxiety yet. But for me, it's actually like this, this fear of life always is accompanied by this need to still change something. And for me, a lot of times the the need for change is bigger than the fear of the thing itself. And when I look back at my life, I sometimes wonder where did I take that courage from? Where, where, like, where did you find that courage to be so like have the audacity to just go for it? And I feel like that is, for example, the case where um, I, one example is my studies. Like I was a fashion major. I um, majored in or like I have a degree in fashion journalism. So, and when I applied for that college, it was a private university. It was like, I want to get into the fashion industry. I want to do that. And then I applied and I got in. I had no idea how I was going to pay for this, but I figured it out. Looking back, I truly am very proud of the Elena back then. I'm also very grateful for my mom and my grandma who helped me out a lot during that time. And so there are multiple occasions where I think the same thing, where I'm like, how did I do this? How did I actually do this? And coming back to a little bit about my life, I was contemplating, do I want to talk a lot about my private life or not? But I feel like I will not get around it. And this is not supposed to be like a like a chit-chatty podcast. This is truly like the second half of the podcast is truly we're answering the questions. But I feel like it's nice to just have like a little bit of a ranting space and to let you in on uh, what I do and what I'm going through because it's a lot sometimes. But coming back to my CV, I used to have so many jobs. I was working as a babysitter. I feel like that was the first job I did. I taught toddlers um, in ballet class, four-year-olds. I also was working at an ice cream shop. I worked in a perfumery. I worked in a lingerie store. Yes, I did that too. And then I was an au pair and um, then went into fashion. (laughs) I really, when I look back on it and when I tell people about it, they're like, whoa, you have done so much. And it only occurs to me that I actually did when I talk to other people and to new people and some of this comes up. Oh, I also did ballet for 15 years and that will probably come up in another episode down the line. But looking back, and that's why I'm telling you this, there's always been fear. There was always fear of being rejected. There's always been fear of not being good at something, messing something up, changing something. So the fear was always there. But for some unforsaken reason, like I just did it. And if you're thinking now, yeah, Lena, but you're super brave. And no, I wasn't. 
I think there was always a certain delusion that I was carrying around with me that just made me do the things I did. But now I'm here. Now I'm in London right now. Now I'm in London right now. What a, what a phrase. I still am getting into this podcasting thing. So again, stay with me. But we are going to talk about how the fuck do we stop being afraid of life? And I have a wonderful guest today that I'm going to introduce to you a little later. But for now, who am I? What do I do? And why do I do it? If you don't know me yet, I'm Elena. I'm a self-discovery and mindset coach. I founded this business in 2021. That is correct. In 2021. And basically what I do with my business is empower people to empower themselves, to go for all of their wildest dreams. And you know what? Working with a coach myself, I realized that if I had a coach at the beginning of my 20s or even in my 16, 17, 18s, that would have been such a massive help because the parts where I just was running on pure delusion and pure, yeah, let's do it. I'm afraid, but what will happen? Let's just do it. I feel like it could have been rationalized. And the I think it was a prolonged anxiety that I'm feeling now. Where I'm like, where is this, this kind of grandeur that I was having when I was a teen? It's no longer here. But I now do this for other people. When I work with people, I empower them that they can actually do whatever the fuck they want in life. And what holds us back is limiting beliefs. What holds us back is what will other people say about it? So by talking about it, by reflecting on it, by giving impulses, by really just getting into the nitty gritty and offering tools and just talking about the fears and the kind of, yeah, basically the fears that come with stepping out of your comfort zone. That's what I do with inner space coaching and what I love to do. And I promise you for everyone out there who is actually like who wants something to change or who wants to change something, you can do this. But what we have to do is to let go of the when and the the when and the how and concentrate on the what. When I was applying for, um, when I wanted to get into the fashion industry, I just had this trust and belief. I was like, I'm going to be there. This is for me. I want to be there. And of course, I was thinking of myself being like, yeah, the VMAs, like at photo shoots and all that. And I was so sure that I was going to be in journalism. And then I ended up creating my own photo shoots for a company. I was at the events and that happened way later. So I thought I was going into journalism, but instead I ended up in content creator relationship management and relationship management in general. So the what happened, the what, I always had that in mind and it did happen. Just the how and the when, those changed. And I was open for it. And I feel like that's a lot of times why we are afraid of life, because we cannot control it. We don't have a nifty little crystal ball where we can just be like, oh my God, yeah, that's how my life's going to turn out. So that's the decisions I have to make. No, mm -mm, doesn't work like that, but that's okay. As okay does, it doesn't work like that. And you know, one example, and that's how we're going to get into the first segment that is called, have you heard that? Have you heard of Tube Girl? If you haven't, where have you been? She has been all over my timeline, all over my For You page on TikTok. 
And I know it's not news. This has been a couple of weeks since she got onto the scene. But why I wanted to touch on or touch on it. And by the way, her name is Sabrina Bassoon. So definitely like look at her stuff. Like her first TikTok that went absolutely freaking viral was her on the London 2 basically performing to a song by herself and just like using the wind of the tube as like this huge wind machine and making her look absolutely incredible. The first thing that I thought when I saw this video was... I could never do this. I would be so concerned with how, what would other people say? How would they look? Oh my God, I can't do this. That's so embarrassing. But when I saw hers, not caring about a single thing, I was like, that is the most liberated pe- person in this life. And I aspire to be like her. And ever since then, I have re-embraced the thought of do it for the plot because she was literally doing that. And you know what it got her? Speak about like the when and the how, doesn't matter. She landed um, a contract with Mac. I think she went to a Prada show. She was doing all these TikToks now with the major celebrities of this world. Everyone was using like, not using her, but like everyone was incorporating her in their marketing stunts for their new releases. For for example, Troye Sivan. Love Troye Sivan. But that is a thing. That person was not afraid of life. And if she was, she was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. And look, it paid off. And that's the thing. We are so afraid of life because we think people would judge us. But then again, would you want to live your life always looking out for what other people might say? Are you even living your life for you then? And that's the thing. That's what we're going to talk about today on the pod, because I have a wonderful guest that has helped me to get over, not get over my, my fear of life, but to cope with it and to still create what I wanted to do. So that is really, that is really something that's, that I want to bring close to you. It's like, there's never going to be no fear of life because that for that life is way, 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 way too crazy, too unpredictable that we're not going to be afraid of it. But that's the thing. Life, when life, when we accept that life is unpredictable, we can also expect anything. And why shouldn't we expect good things to happen to us? Just like Sabrina Bassoon. She did a video on the tube and got absolutely freaking big. So that about everyone, (laughs) everyone who's on TikTok at least and follows pop culture knows who she is. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's incredible. And that's what I want to also achieve with this podcast is that you listen to this and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, maybe I can do this too. And if other people are asking these questions that other people would usually be asking for a friend, maybe I can do this too. And just as a spoiler alert, all of the questions that we're answering here, you can answer these questions. You can. If you stop giving a shit about what other people think of you, you can ask any question in the world. But since that is out of the comfort zone for a lot of people, including me sometimes, that's why I I decided to do this podcast, because it is out of my comfort zone too. And I am sharing my private life here as well. So we're just going to have a grand old time. And now we're going to jump into our favorite segment. On to today's guest, the very first guest of Asking for a Friend. I couldn't have asked for a better person because this is literally the woman that supported me while I build what the business that is inner space coaching at the moment. She's a spiritual and business coach. She's one of the most magnetic and, and energetic people I know. And she's a true spiritual baddie. She's also not only my business coach, but she's also my dearest friend. Welcome to Asking for a Friend, Alexandria Cordero. No, shit. Oh my God. Hi. <laughs> I used the wrong name. No, it's okay. It's okay. 
No, that's okay. No, honest to God, that's okay. I don't even know my name anymore, to be quite honest with you. I go every day, I stare at everything in my business. I'm like, who am I? What's going on? I think that's actually a piece of like getting married that people don't talk about enough is like, it's you grow up and you're like, yeah, I'll totally change my last name. And I was one of those girls. I had no problem with it. I was like, whoa, yeah, like I'll change my last name. Like I made sure I married somebody with a good last name and not a shitty one. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll change it. Don't worry about it. And now I'm sitting here. I'm like, who is she? I who know. am I? Do I want to be that right now in business? What is it? So you won't, no, also, you won't believe. in my own podcast. Yeah. You all won't believe. Like I literally, I, I practiced this before because I knew this would happen. I knew I would say your last name, like <laughs> like unmarried last name so I was like I was sitting here 10 minutes before we went on and I was like okay Alexandria Cordero Elaine Alexandria Lane Alexandria Lane and then I go on and I was like Alexandria Cordero (laughs) that was the universe stepping in and being like no it's Cordero right now like it's for me you're always Alex anyways and so like since the moment I've met you you were at either Alex or when I got emails from you it's like Alexandria Cordero so I'm like it's so ingrained in my in in my being that I don't know anything else. But uh, nonetheless, hi and welcome to this very first episode. I'm so happy that you're my very, very first guest. Also for a topic that I feel like a lot of people... Thank you. I'm so honored. Yes. Oh my God, who else? But also for a topic that I feel like we talked... Because as a little bit of background, Alex is my business coach. We've been working together for two years now, almost. Like almost coming up to that date. And without Alex, there wouldn't be inner space coaching like it is today and literally i just want to if it's okay with you i just literally i just want to quickly tell the story of how we became coaching coachy <laughs> um so basically alex i don't know did you slide into my dms where we what, what happened i think it was like i have no i can't either. even remember I think that one of us followed the other and it was like a natural, like, wait, I really like your vibe. Mm -hmm. I really like your vibe. Let's, let's do this thing. And we were really just meeting to chat as friends. And you had mentioned some of the struggles you were having. And I was like, wait, 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 what you're saying and what I do are the same. So like, I I remember even like multiple times being like, please don't think I'm trying to like. And also at the end of the call, this is not that. (laughs) At the end of the call, I was literally like, Alex, this was like a, this was like the most flawless pitch ever without pitching. And it was, as you said, we had (laughs) such a great connection from the get go that I was, that I was like, okay, send me over, send me over your offer, send me over like what we could do. And I think I signed it like, a week later the latest and then from then on we just yeah we just made magic together and um our two-hour coachings every two weeks is still my favorite time and yes it's just yeah I arguably have to say though as much as I loved working with you and we were able to co-collaborate on such brilliant ideas and experiences for people and programs together, you have to give yourself more credit because yes, I was here as like your guardrail to make sure that you did the thing, but like inner space coaching was you is your baby is your experience. And like, all I did was show you exactly your worthiness of building it. That's literally she all is. I did. Here because she is being like, Oh, all I did was no, just really? show you. Worthiness. No, but I, I appreciate this a lot because <laughs> you're so, no, you're so right. Um, and I feel like this is like 90% 
90% of our conversations that we have in our coaching sessions is like me sitting there being like, I don't know, this is all wrong. What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And you're like, Elena, can you please give yourself a little bit more credit and like trust in yourself a little bit more? Thanks. And Please and thank you. And so it's just like, I just want to say, please and thank you. Now let's get down to business. Exactly. It's like, okay, what are we working on today? But to come back to today's episode, we're talking about the topic of how the fuck do I stop being afraid of life? Because we, I think we've both been there. Um, We will share our personal stories. But Alex, before we get into the nitty gritty of this first ever episode of Asking for a Friend, I want to emphasize this again because this is quite exciting. But I start every episode, not every episode, but every guest gets to answer two questions that they have, they've been given in advance so they can really make up their mind on what they want to share today with us. But it's two questions. The first is, who's your celebrity hall pass? And the second one is, what's your unpopular opinion? And for those of you who don't know what a celebrity hall pass is, because a lot of people like it might not be that common, it's basically the person that your partner would be okay with you cheating on them with. Um, My personal, I'm I'm just going to put this out there. (laughs) I haven't talked about this yet. And I mean, if, if someone has followed me on social media for a while, you definitely know Um, with like, he's the daddiest of the daddies. Uh, Some might call him a zaddy. My celebrity hall pass is hands down Pedro Pascal. And I know I won't elaborate. You just, I was waiting for it. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. The moment you said daddy, I was like, oh, it's, it's Pedro. It's, it's, it's Pedro him. It's, he's the moment. <laughs> and like, if he doesn't get Sexiest Man Alive 2023, I am going to be like proper mad. He got his own category when on like the, the poll place on people.com. Like you could, you could yes. do like a, like a quiz or something. He had his own like own question. Like which of the Pedros do you like best? I'm like, <laughs> all of them. But enough yes. about me no one wants to know about me anymore yeah. alex who's your celebrity hall pass i don't know what happened in my childhood or not even childhood like teenagehood i just never like i was never one of the girlies that was like oh my god i'm obsessed with him like oh my god he's so handsome like if anything i also weirdly enough and it's not weird but like i've always been the girl that's like i, I play both sides in regards of like okay pedro pascal i'm like absolutely daddy all all daddiest of the daddies but yeah. then i'm like but also jennifer aniston like mother, mother, beautiful, gorgeous. Like I've always been somebody who like just objectively thinks people are pretty and like, they're amazing. So I've never actually thought about it. So I'm not going to lie. I actually have to really sit with this. (laughs) That's why I'm sending sending them in in advance. So you guys can really think on it. I needed to sit with it because I was like, you know what? I was like thinking about it. I was like, no, I've always just found certain celebrities to be gorgeous and like objectively very handsome, very pretty. And like, I've never thought about it though. If I ever had the opportunity to like slide into bed with them. (laughs) So I decided that I'm going to answer the way that like young Alex would like, we're talking from, from back in the day. I am obsessed with, and I'm, I forgot. And I think the other problem is I'm a Gemini, which means I'm super into pop culture. So I know too much now. So I'm saying this name based on looks and looks alone. If I could have a celebrity hall pass, it would be Bradley Cooper. Oh, I love that man. Oh, I love that man. I've loved 
loved that man since I was literally 16 years old. And I literally to this day would do that. I think, I think the Gemini in me might know too much. I spend way too much time on like pop culture. So it's like Dumois. So yes. like maybe not on the inside anymore, but like I'm going to answer for 16 to 18 year old Alex. Cause I still stand by her. Bradley Cooper. I can get behind that. Um, yes. This is approved. This is, yeah. this is Elena approved. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. No, I agree. He's like, he's Thank like objectively so like a very oh. handsome man. So yes, I'm really excited. The next like guests yeah. that are coming on, like who's, because at one point I really want to rank them. I want to do like one episode where we're just like, just ranking them objectively. And that's okay. I, and that's the thing is, I think that when you rank them, that's what I'm here for. Because again, yes. I just find people to be objectively really pretty. Like I'm like, yes. like I think about all the people I could like celebrity hall pass and I'm like, no, like these people are gorgeous and any opportunity to be in a room with them, I'd be like, you let's go. Let's get out of here. Exactly. So I'm excited to see the ranking. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting it off with Bradley Cooper, understanding that I can't have the worst one. Like there's no way in hell I'll have the worst one. And I think that's what matters here. That is very true. That is very, very true. Okay. Alex, second question. What is an unpopular opinion that you have? And I'm asking this question because I feel like it's very telling, like the celebrity hall pass and the unpopular opinion. Those are two questions that tell you a lot about a person. So I'm really excited in which direction your unpopular opinion is kind of going. Didn't have to think too hard about this one. I'm a very polarizing person. Again, the Gemini in me. Like I have very definitive decisions about people, especially. I'm going to come out here and say publicly, and I've been vocal about this, but maybe not on a podcast just yet. I am not a Swifty. I don't get the hype on Taylor Swift. I really don't. I think that her decisions are iconic. Hold on, Elena. Let me defend myself. Let me defend myself before I'm, I get I'm into just, much trouble. Yeah, yeah. I think that her decisions, I think her decisions are iconic. I think she makes iconic decisions. Taylor's version, iconic. Yeah. I think that she makes very iconic decisions. I don't think that her catalog of music is all that like to me it's just not it's not it like i i'm sorry i'm sorry i think that i can't, i couldn't get behind shake it off back in the day i oh, still whoa, 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 can't whoa, whoa. get behind okay, it okay. Today. wait 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 shake it off like honest to god taylor like i i give you one thing taylor's not the best at picking singles she's not great at picking singles for example like shake it off should that have been a single i don't know it's like every every Arguably. Should she have said, let's get down to this sick beat? No, I just, no. I don't like it. I don't, I, it makes me cringe. But also, I'm but also, <laughs> so but also, this is like, she's like, I'm loving this. Like, I know by the time this podcast comes out, because spoiler alert, we're recording this before it comes out. Um, mm -hmm. Before it comes out, that actually makes no sense. But like a couple of weeks before it comes out. <laughs> but um, yes. I'm loving, I'm loving this moment that like Taylor has with like literally like reviving economies. Like yes. she is around the world filling stadiums and out there are men out there like NFL dudes. And they're arguing that the NFL is bigger than Taylor Swift. I'm just like, dude. No. So again, again, this is where I have to defend myself. She is iconic. The fact that the NFL changed their Twitter bio to be like Taylor yes. was here. Iconic. Like, I'm not iconic. kidding when I say her decision making, her as an industry leader is iconic. Her decision making, iconic. Her music, though, is not iconic to me. Like, to her music, in my opinion, I just don't. 
I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe it's because also, and like, this is a big rift. I think women should support women and I'm all about women supporting women. I am also one of the biggest Beyonce fans. And so I like, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I think that there's a lot more space for her legacy. I'm excited to see how she continues to bring music. And I really hope she leans a little bit more in to less pop cult, like less pop, more of like her old sound. I think that I don't, I'm not mad that she didn't stay in country, but I will say if I had to listen to music across the board, I appreciated her more. Um, I leave you to your unpopular opinion. See, that's why I love this segment. That's why I love this, this part of the podcast, because this will be so controversial all of the fucking time. Also, you can swear, by the way, this is a podcast that encourages swearing. Um, but, uh, Alex, thank you so much for your unpopular opinion. I appreciate it very much. So shall we continue? Perfect. We shall. We shall. We shall. All right, <laughs> Alex, as you know, our topic today is how the fuck do I stop being afraid of life? And to just ease us into this, I would love to know when was the last time you felt like you were doing life wrong? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. That is such a good question. <laughs> so many I, moments come to mind. I'm give you... <laughs> Exactly. Like, I'm literally like, where do I even start with that one? Um, I think the last time I felt like I was doing all of life wrong, like all of it was years ago. It was like before I started my journey through wellness. So I was what, like 19. So almost like eight years ago now, like a very long time ago. I think that there's parts of my life I do wrong every day. Like, I think that there's just a little piece of life that I'm like, oh, no, this, this is wrong. But I think all of it encapsulating, it's been years. I think that there's, you forget. It's so, it's being a human just requires so much all the time. And mm-hmm. things fall through the cracks. And I think we have to actually yeah. normalize that more often that like you're not supposed to have it all together all the time. It's okay if there's what? a part of your life that feels a little wonky. Oh, so. I feel like this all the time. Like I literally had this this morning. Like I kind of, I came off of like a couple of days where I just felt really, really good. I got so much done. I'm like, I'm in the city that I feel best. And um, today, like this morning I woke up and was like, something's like, something doesn't click today. And sometimes I cannot shake it. And that's the, and I feel like that is the fear that comes up a lot of times where it's like, but the the question always is like fear of what? Like, because objectively, like rationally, there's no, there's nothing that's, that, that I should be afraid of in that present moment. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Like I'm alive. I'm breathing. But my, br- my brain tells me it's like, mm, yeah, you're not where you want to be. Way maybe not even way I'm no, not where you're not supposed to be because I trust and we both know this like you're always right where you're supposed to be but in that moment I cannot shake this feeling of why is there fear and then as people who are in the in the wellness industry and also work with manifestation and like are into spirituality there is a certain shame that comes with it as well. And it just like piles on. It's like, oh, we're shaming ourselves for then feeling this fear because we should have the tools. We do have the tools, but then sometimes we're so overwhelmed that we cannot even use them. And I'm like, I'm overwhelmed just talking about this right now because this was my entire morning. Exactly. So I always say this, and Elena, you've heard me say it a million times, but I think it's important to say even here is like the line between knowing better, doing better and having better, not linear. So we're programmed to think that just because we know better, we're going to do better immediately. Like just because like, okay, so you woke up super anxious this morning or super fearful and you know how to 
regulate those emotions. That doesn't mean you're going to go do it. That just means that you know how to do it. Like the actual application of it requires you to be so grounded and so ready that sometimes we're just not there yet. And you have to give yourself the space for that. You have to give yourself the open amount of opportunity to be like, wait a second. I know right now what I should do is like do some breath work, journal, do the things. But also sometimes we know like that's not going to work. Like that's actually not going to be the thing that like makes me feel better. I just need to like sit in my feelings for five seconds and we'll figure it out. So that's the first thing I would say. Yeah, there and there. Sometimes there are days where this is so easy, you know, like sitting in your feelings. But when we talk about sitting in your feelings, and I know that everyone, it's this this like kind of like this magical fairy world that's out there. It's like, oh yeah, sit in your feelings. And once someone says that on social media and, and they catch me on the on the bad day, I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't know how to do this right now. Exactly. Like really, just like don't go on my nerves. And sometimes I'm like, do people think that when I say that? But like, how do you do this? Like, how do you deal with it when when you are you want to feel your feelings, but like nothing works. The journaling didn't work. The, the breath work didn't work. What do you do, Alex? Well, the first thing is don't make feelings trendy. So like, yeah. I think sit in your feelings, feel your feels, the vibes, like those are all trendy words that we've kind of told ourselves what they mean, but that's actually not giving us literacy to what's happening. So like, yeah. if you wake up and you're feeling anxious, rather than just walking around the world and be like, oh my God, I'm so anxious. No, stop for five seconds and be like, wait a second. I'm feeling anxious. What does, what am I actually feeling anxious about? And like, go through the list. Like, honestly, have the core pillars. Like, okay, how are the relationships in my life? Am I feeling anxious about the lack of thereof? The ones that are here? Let's talk about finances. Am I feeling anxious about my finances and what my responsibilities are? Am I feeling anxious about my responsibilities at work? Like, actually pinpoint. And if you can't pinpoint one specific thing, that just means that you're literally telling yourself you're something that you're not. Yeah. You have the wrong feeling then. So if you're telling yourself like, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm fearful, I'm fearful, I'm fearful. And you go through the long list of all the shit you could be fearful of. And you realize by the end of that list that none of that is actually, you're not afraid of it. Then that just means you're telling yourself you're afraid. So you either have a different emotion that you haven't been able to pinpoint yet, or you're just trying to get in your own way. Like you're just trying to give yourself something to feel so that you don't have to feel the thing that's in front of you, which is like either courage to get something done or admit to yourself, like what your life is in that moment. And that's escapism. It happens all the time. So the first thing I would say is feel the, like, don't just feel the feel like identify the feeling. What is it exactly that's making you feel this way? No, I was going to say just the second thing after that is like, don't go online and be like, okay, so I'm feeling anxious and I've identified I'm feeling anxious because Mm -hmm. I'm going to now meditate. Like some people don't do that. Like some people can't close their eyeballs and feel really still within themselves. Some people can't journal. It's like not normal for them to do that or it doesn't feel very authentic. That's okay. True. Totally okay. Yeah. My next always thing I say is like, touch back to your intuition. Like what does feel good right now though? So if you identify that you're feeling overwhelmed by your responsibilities at work, what would it feel good to do right now? And nine times out of 10, you'll you'll know right away. Like, oh, like I just want to go eat a meal and like veg outside. Great. Go do that. Yeah. And I feel like what we also have to keep in mind is sometimes to resist the urge to then shame yourself for not doing the thing. Because like sometimes... We then feel our feelings, we go outside, we do something for ourselves and now the to-do list or what we should do right now, our responsibilities and everything, it just like just hides in the back of our mind and it's kind of like dreading to come back to it just to give yourself some leeway. 
and realize and really tell yourself, I'm doing enough. And what you said, you know, like I have enough, I do enough and I am enough. What I've been able to identify the most in my clients is that what you're afraid of is not meeting the expectation that you set for yourself, which is not real. And so expectation comes from two things. It comes from what you've decided for your life. And then it also comes from the societal programming and sometimes the cultural programming that you come from. And those two put together, we allow to create and run our lives rather than coming back to the body, coming back to ourselves and saying, what do we want? So I'll give you the two best examples. Yes. I'm in my late twenties. I'm 27 years old. I just got married in May. And so what's the next thing that happens, right? I have a job, career, marriage, next thing's supposed to be babies. And so for me personally, it's been one of these questions of like actually conscientiously every time that topic comes up, not thinking about where I am in life and more so thinking about where I feel I need to be. Yes. So rather than being like, oh, well, that's the next step. Well, it doesn't have to be my next it's step. It's a well, timeline, right? House first. What yeah. if I want to... Yes. And it's about making sure that you're on yours and not the one that society has pushed on you. I'll give you a cultural example. I'm Dominican. My family's Spanish. I chose not to go to college. And for my family, that was like, not my parents, but like extended family. That was the end of the world. They didn't understand like the, the next step for me was college, no matter what, no matter if I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, at the time did know exactly what I wanted to do and what I did didn't require college. And so going against that expectation was really, really difficult, but it was me deciding not to be afraid of the life I know I was destined to live. And that's a hard decision to conscientiously make when you're around people who love you, care about you and want to see you thrive. It's hard. People don't realize that sometimes their expectations of you, sometimes their expectations of you are the exact thing that's self-sabotaging the thing that you really want to do, the thing you need in your life. They want you to be okay, especially your family, like the people who you ask for advice, the people who you feel you need approval of. A lot of times they project their own fears onto you. So in in my case, when I decided to not like after college, like I went to a private school and afterwards I went and did an internship like out of my, not out of my field, but I studied journalism and went into marketing. So I went out of my field and my mom asked me, she's like, why don't you want to go in like work for a magazine? Like that's what you studied. And if I had listened to that, then yes, I would have probably applied to more magazines, but that was the internship that I got. And I stayed at that company for six years and I was good at what I did. Mm -hmm. And going against that, and this was the same thing with, with building my own business. Was I absolute, absolutely fucking scared to become self-employed? Yes, because it's still not something that's normalized in our society. I think it's more now, especially after COVID and all of that, where the way we work changed. But I was so scared because what yeah. I've been taught from the beginning of my life, once I was like conscious about jobs and everything, was being self-employed is not financially like, secure. It's scary. You have to pay a lot more things. It's like all of these horror stories and of people who who didn't do it. And it's like, what about the safe income? So we've been instilled, like fear is instilled from the moment you enter, like technically your education, the educational system. That's one, that's the first time. And I feel these, you want to make your parents proud. You want like, and also because your parents are the part of you 
that has always kept you safe, right? So why wouldn't you listen to what they say? Because they want the best for you. But sometimes what they want for you, what they think is the best for you, isn't necessarily the best for yourself. Exactly. So much of your human experience, especially once you're in your adult years is just spent on learning. Like, yeah. I think that I've spent the last eight years of my life on learning. I'm still in the process of unlearning. Oh, I will continue to unlearn, I think, until I have a child for myself. And then what yeah. my, I think, I think I, I wouldn't know, but I think then my role will transition to not projecting. Like yeah. unlearn, 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 unlearn. And then based on where I'm able to get, just let that be the foundation for somebody else. But I can't project my fears, my experiences and my wishes onto someone else because again that's ex- the exact thing that was done to me and I'm I spent my whole life basically on learning that. So yeah. it's it's tough. We we have to figure out for ourselves how to discern the difference between what you actually want for your experience versus what somebody else in their good faith wanted for you. Exactly. And I think that's also connected to listening to your own intuition because I think or i see this in a lot of my clients but also a lot of my friends our intuition sometimes we don't have we think we we have a good grip on it and we can trust it but then we go against it so many times because we just have never learned how to listen to it we the amount of times that i have to ask two or three more people before i make a decision that's something i needed to unlearn because i needed to learn to trust that because usually the first impulse that you have and i had this with um, a friend the other day, I asked her something if she wanted to join something. And her first impulse was yes. And then one second later, she's like, oh, but I don't know if I'm good at it. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. There's your first impulse. Your first impulse was literally yes. Mm-hmm. Like your body was, it was a so-called full body yes. So trusting more of like this, this inkling, like you wouldn't have this desire to pursue something if it wasn't for you that goes and that doesn't just go for the job or whatever you do it goes for relationships if something feels off it's off if something feels good it feels good you are much smarter and your body is much smarter than you give it credit for and that is also something Mm -hmm. when we talk about learning and unlearning i did not trust myself and that's why i was afraid of life but what i realized is once you jump the net will appear that is, and it's so fucking scary. It's terrifying. No, and I think that's the problem is your comfort zone becomes your home. And so that's why jumping so scary in the first place is that like you're really pushing to the outskirts of everything you believe in to yes. try something different. You're literally telling your nervous system like, hey, I'm going to do this thing that we've never done before. I'm going to do the risk. Like I'm going to take it and like we're going to hope there's a reward there for us. Oh, yeah. And let's see what happens. And I think the other side of that as well is that you have to be prepared that when you take the jump, that net that appears might not be the net that you thought would appear. Oh, exactly. So you jump and you're like, the net that comes up, it's going to be like shiny, gold, gorgeous. And it shows up and it's really silver. And it's actually not made of the material you thought it was. And it's actually much lower than you thought it was going to be. Like you, and sometimes we think there isn't even a net, right? Sometimes we think there isn't even a net. So like we have, and that's the trust that that's like missing. So letting go, I think it's what what you're saying is like letting go of the expectation of what this, what your future should look like. No one of us has a crystal ball. I wish sometimes, but then again, do I really want to know? No. Yeah. 
Um, no, well, it's kind of, it's that like, it's the, that's so Raven effect where it's like, yes. okay. So like you could see into the future, but like the decisions that you make knowing the future are what make that future. Like you are better you off not knowing living for the present. And I even, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I even just talked about this the other day where it's like, I wrote a newsletter about this recently where it's like the little things are what make the big things. Like if you don't, if you're not there for the little things and the big things don't matter, if you're yeah. not there for the ins and outs, the hardships, the pieces of it that make you feel all the feels and feel uncomfortable, feel safe, feel like you're taking the risk. Then like, what's the point of the big thing, right? Like yeah. you're going to work so hard for your life to be exactly what you wanted it to be. Why be miserable in the process? Why not exactly. enjoy the process? Yeah. And also what's the worst thing that can happen? And that's, and that's what I uh, try to ask myself, but I also have used this in coachings. Nonetheless, it's, um, we always think until the worst case scenario, but we never think about what happens after the worst case. Mm -hmm. What happens after you think you lose all your money or after that breakup that you see coming? Like you always think towards to the, the worst case scenario, but then it's like, okay, what's the worst that can happen and what happens afterwards? And I read something the other day and I have like started to incorporate it. It's like, What's the best that can happen? Switch it up. Switch up your mm -hmm. mindset. Switch it up from like, because it's so cliche, but where your attention goes, energy flows. So when you're always thinking about yeah. the next shoe that could drop, then, then you will focus on all of the things that are not going right. And so the simplest action yeah. when you're afraid of life is literally switching it up and being like, okay, maybe if I think the worst case scenario could happen, that is just an assumption. So what if I just try just for one day, just like try it out, focus on what could go right. Yeah. I think I'd even take that a step further. My brain goes to like, show me how good it can get. And I think yes. that's even, it's one of those things where it's like, when I say that to somebody, especially when we talk about relationships, they're like, well, what, how does it get good if someone breaks up with you? I was like, hey, that's the best thing that could happen. You yes. break up with somebody and show me how good it can get. And then you meet like the hottest, greatest, most gorgeous human being the next day that becomes your partner like that's it getting good you sometimes yes. need to clear the bullshit to receive what you actually deserve and i think exactly. that's the hardest part for people to understand and remember is that if you expect good things in your life you also have to expect to lose the shit that's not in vibration or in alignment with that so Alex, if you want the wealth if you want the material goods if you want the life you got to drop the bullshit yeah but alex then we have no control then we cannot be in control. And what we want is to be in control. <laughs> we, want, <laughs> we want to know that yes. what we're doing is correct and that we save. And that's the thing. That's what makes us afraid of fucking life because we, there will always be moments where we have no idea what we're doing. And there will always be moments that we're not prepared for. And a lot of times we wish we were somewhere further already at the end of our destination. But if you actually ask yourself, would I be ready for this? moment in my life right now the answer most certainly would be no mm -hmm. if i think about like where i want to be yeah. with my business in five years would i be ready for that now absolutely fucking not and also i don't want to miss oh, well, no matter yeah and no matter how how anxious i get no matter how frustrated i get that it's not going fast enough because it's also a thing that really um sucks like sometimes i'm like i wish it would go faster and i would see results because like if you first need proof like if you're waiting for proof that something's working it's it's it sucks sometimes but as you said it's clearing out the bullshit it's clearing out everything and yes it's frustrating don't get me wrong but the amount of times at the end i'm glad that something happened 
that redirected me into the other direction where I actually went for it and said, okay, fuck it. I'm going to jump. And if it scares you, then it might be the right thing to do because otherwise you're just going to stay in your comfort zone. And I always say to people, this is why I so deeply believe that spirituality and business is so intertwined. And it's because results, like your dreams, your desires, those are lag measures. For those that don't know, lag measures is what the result is after you put in work. So like your dreams, your desires, all that stuff is the result of the work that you're doing, whether it's yeah. in business or with it's, if it's in your personal life. So if you're not going to work on yourself, you can't expect to see that as a result. And that's why mm-hmm. regardless whether you're doing the work or you're not, you have no control of time. So you might as well just drop the need to control it. Do the thing that you do micro movements every day, one small step every single day, the one whole 1% better thing, right? Like one small thing every day that puts you closer in alignment to the thing that you really want. And that's how you're able to then look back and see the result. Yes. And that just takes trust and it takes time. So that's two things that when it comes to being afraid of life, it's like to take that into account. But Alex, I actually asked um, on my Instagram story, um what people would do if they weren't afraid of life shall we get into those for a couple of seconds and maybe we have some we have some insights on that all right so the first thing and i'm just reading this off my paper here so the first thing that someone said what would you do if you weren't afraid of life is break up with my partner what keeps us what would you say keeps us from breaking up with our partners Oh my God, I love this question because I, I might've been with my husband and we've been together almost nine years now, but like, these are the things that like, I've now been able to from third party see within all my friends and like all, all the people around me. I'm like, oh my God, so interesting. So the thing about a partner is there's two big fears that come up. The first one Mm -hmm. is if I break up with this person, where, where's the next person? Like where's the next piece of validation. Think about what a partner does. Like, even if you have the like shittiest partner in the world, there is something <laughs> validating about knowing somebody else is with you. Like, yeah, even what if is you the have benefit? the worst partner ever who like cheats on you, does the, all the things, whatever, it's still, you're able to say, well, like that person and I have a thing, yeah. like we are together. It's about not feeling quote unquote lonely. Yes. So first things first and always is your biggest fear is coming from the idea of like, well, who's going to validate my existence? Like who's going to validate me? That's a worthiness issue, baby girl. So we got to work on how you're complete and whole and don't need no man or whoever, whatever you're into. You don't need it. Or person. Right. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter who you're into, whatever it is, you don't need anybody to validate your presence or your experience. And when you build up that worthiness, that's when you'll attract somebody who emboldens the worthiness rather than diminishes it exactly amen that's the first half of it the second half of it is outside of validation it's that expectation conversation it's Mm -hmm. well what if i have to go to another like the holidays are rolling around soon what if i have to go to another holiday single like what if i have to be the only person like i know a lot of people even in my life where their biggest thing is like they hate being the one person in the group that's not in a relationship and so like the expectation of like having to be, if all my friends are in relationships, all my friends are moving forward, like how am I not there yet? That's you shitting on your own timeline that doesn't really exist. You're literally setting up a press, you're setting something up for yourself. Yeah, and it's also, I feel like this, because I am... I have been single for quite some time now. So we're like in completely opposite situations right now. And from my end, I can tell you, yeah, it sucks sometimes where it's like everyone else, as you said, is on the timeline. 
And then you feel like, oh, am I losing out? Like, am I, am I a loser right now? And then this need, like, I feel like the, 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 the fear of breaking up with that person is like, oh, am I going to be back at zero? Do I have to start again? Where it's like, no, if you're, as you said, if you're in a fucking shitty relationship where that person, where you have to convince that person that you're worth staying with or that you're worth being loved, then no, my love, that, that is not a healthy relationship that you don't, you should never have to convince someone that you are worthy and lovable. So the fear, and I, I agree, it's the same. It's this fear of, is there someone there then who tells me that I'm worthy? Am I losing worth? Like in, in yes. your mind, probably it's like, oh, I'm losing worth if I'm by myself. Because society also well, tells us that. Like, that absolutely. I feel, Actually, yeah. redevelop. Absolutely. And I think too, like the thing about relationships as well is it's like the comfort zone conversation with yourself where it's like, well, I'm just, I'm comfortable here. Like if something else rolls around and is great, but like, and not to bring her back in, but like look at Ariana Grande. If I could look at that woman dead in the face, I'd be like, girl, you need to escape into diff- like toxic places and environments so that they don't have to face the truth of who they are. And the yeah. moment you actually look in the mirror is the moment you're liberated to live the life that you actually should. It's scary at first. It's sticky and gross. But like once you're in the thick of the work, like you're closer to being over it than you are being in the middle of it. Love that. And I feel like that's a mic drop. All right. Question number two. So what would you do if you weren't afraid of life? Someone said, ask hot men out or ask for their number. And I agree. Alex. You picked the wrong person. You picked the wrong person. I feel like me and Elena have had conversations. We like we've had conversations like as friends this way. You've picked the wrong person, and here's why. Because when I hear that question, like maybe it's because I've been with my husband for so long. But my no, go up to the person. If you think if you're somewhere okay. you think the guy's hot yeah. and you're like, I would like that guy's number, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Because again, like, like that's the what thing. you have to lose. Oh, like, just shoot your shot. My face. My Every face. My honor. Every single time. <laughs> but you know, okay, I'm gonna tell you because I'm gonna tell you I I this question, by the way. It was not me who submitted it, okay? It was someone else. Like I just wanna put that out there I'm because sure. I'm sure. I'm saying the face card doesn't decline. The face card doesn't decline. You go up to the hot man because that's the other thing is attraction. What people forget is attraction likes attraction. So if you're attracted to somebody, if you see somebody, you're like, oh, that's nice. You, what do you have to lose other than it's human connection? And at the end of the day, if he looks at you and he's like, oh my God, Elena or whoever, you're beautiful and I'm gay. I'm like, I love that for you. I love that for you. You're a handsome man. Thank you so much. I'm going to walk away. Have a great day. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, do I'm it. treating this. I'm treating this as, as my personal, um, personal dating coach session right now. Please do. So, let's say, hypothetically, I was at an event the other day and I saw this gorgeous man, but he wasn't a group of men. And like literally, Alex, I cannot tell. Like, if when I'm when I have already established like a connection with someone, then I'm great with like flirting and all that jazz and shit. But the first connection. I'm the most awkward person in the world because I have no idea what to say. No idea. I will be there and be like, be like I'm, not, I'm the person who's like, <laughs> it's like looking for one second, looking away, looking for one second, looking away. And then being like, oh yeah, shot my shot. <laughs> so guess, guess now it's on him. And that's, that's it. <laughs> and then it's like, he should have read that. And if he didn't read that, then um, sorry, not my person. That's, that's what you mean. I know that that's absolutely ridiculous. But Alex, like, what do I say? 
And I'm outing myself okay, as like an so absolute really loser question. right now. <laughs> really? You're not an absolute loser. I also really appreciate you being like, oh, I looked at him. That's my shot. Love it. Because that actually <laughs> happens all the time. I have so many friends that are like, I don't know. I liked his picture on Instagram. He hasn't asked me out on a date yet. And I'm like, bitch, what? Like, what do you mean? One does it's not equal the other. Like, that you can't Alex. go from zero to hundred. And here's, here's, the, here's the thing though, is if you look at it the other way, no, girl math. If you looked at it the other way, I'd be like, creepy. He just asked me out on a date and like, all he did was like, like, you have to understand what's <laughs> happening here. So I'm going to tell you exactly what to do or what I would do. You have to remember who the fuck you are first. What are you, like, what makes you, you, what makes you gorgeous, beautiful? And it's not, it can be physical. It can be like, like for me, for example, I'm like, I got legs for days. I'm proud of these legs. And I know I wore an outfit. If I'm out somewhere, I know I wore an outfit to showcase them. So I'm going to, first of all, remember who who I am. When I walk up to this man, he's going to see me. He's going to see my, my energy. Your aura is the first thing anyone's going to pick up on ever. So like, don't be talking to anybody if you're not in it yet. Like, don't like shyly walk up to somebody like, Hi. How are you? No. <laughs> just like awkwardly like, hovering, awkwardly hovering like around, yes. uh, around his shoulders. Like, hi. Exactly. Be in your energy once. Like, remember your aura. Remember how magnetic you are or can be. Remember your electricity. It's, it's That's what connects people together. One. Two. You're more than just attracted to a, to anybody because of what they look like. Yes, it starts with the physical things, but like immediately start to think about it a little bit deeper. Like if you talk to like, I don't know, I, I don't want to project onto you, but for me, I can see a gorgeous man and I could walk up to him and be like, wow, you're gorgeous and handsome. But if you are dumb as a fucking bucket of rocks, like I actually want, I can't talk to you. So like one of the first things I would do is like, look at what he's wearing. Look at who he's with. Look at the environment you're in. Figure out a way to ask a question or ask something that will immediately like double down. Like I love this man and we'll marry him one day. Or you are dumber <laughs> than a bucket of fucking rocks and like you're beautiful, but like wow, I can't hold the conversation with you because so this isn't going to work for me. Unless yeah. like you don't mind him being dumber than a bucket of rocks, I don't know. But like really remember what you're looking for. Like if you're looking for a fun time and it doesn't matter that he's dumb, dumber than a bucket of rocks, shoot your shot immediately. Look up to him and be like, "Are you? What do we? What do you want?" Do you want to, saw you looking at me, whatever, but if not, you know, really identify, okay, what do you want out of this connection? Show up, show up in your energy, identify what you want out of it. And then like, ask a question that would actually relate to what you want. Don't, that is very don't true. feel like you have to come up with this story. The last thing I will say, and I, I learned this, I learned this from a toxic man, but I'm going to take what I learned and actually use it for good. It's as awkward as you make it. I used to know a guy who that was always his thing. It's as awkward as you make it. It's as awkward as you make it. And like he was a toxic male and I will not give him credit for anything. But what I will say is that that exact line in anything I've ever done has absolutely changed the way I show up. It's as awkward as you make it. So if you really feel a connection to somebody across the room and you want to talk to them, the moment you decide it's going to be awkward, you're right. It is going to be really fucking awkward. That's true. That's very true. Uncomfortable. Yeah. But if you show up and you're like, what's the, like, okay, I feel connected to this person, weirdly enough, and they're hot, and I could totally see myself being friends with that person. If they're with a group of guys and you think you could be friends with that group, like, maybe you don't talk to him immediately. Go talk to his boy that you saw t- him talking to. Get in that way. Like, get creative. Use your own skill of being a good person to, like, get yourself in there. Trust that yeah. it'll be a good connection before it's an awkward one. 
you have to also remember that like someone needs to be worthy of dating you. Like you're not trying that to figure out if like if, if like you're good enough to date them. Like they have to be worthy enough to like talk to, date, sleep with you. Like it starts with you. So like yeah, go ask questions that would make yeah. you make you feel like they deserve to be in your presence. I know that sounds really condescending and I know that sounds very in a way like selfish or a lot, but like the truth is that like you need to you're an energy like your energy and your presence is a gift so like treat Fuck. it as such treat it as Fuck. such i would rather go that way than think it's awkward yeah you're very true yeah, that's that's yes you know what i'm gonna test this out this weekend and so you know once Please i see do. someone who catches I understand my that eye this podcast is for everybody i think this podcast is for everybody but i want to speak for a second to the women out there you're a fucking woman. Like you are a gorgeous being. No, like they, no, they can't do it like you. Like men can't do it like you. I, it doesn't even matter what you're attracted to. Like no one does it like you. And so honor the fact that you're, you're that lady, you're that woman, you're that guy. Like no one's going to do it like you. You have the ability to possess so much natural femininity, so much natural beauty. You are yeah. a force of nature just by existing. Go walk around the world that way. The moment that you can do that, that's when your life gets better. I just talked about this on my podcast. It's going to sound so crazy, but bear with me. This is why I love New York City. I'm from New York, but like, as kind of, I'm from Jersey, but I grew up in New York City. And that's why I've always loved it. Because I feel like when you walk down the streets of New York, if you don't have on that bitch energy, you fall through the cracks. That is so true. Like, Walk into every bar, walk into every cafe, event, meeting, experience, being like, no, I really am that bitch though. So like, why would I ever be afraid or awkward or different around these people? It's that main character energy, right? That we're talking about. It's like, put some music on, just like, I have a, I have a whole playlist where it's like main character energy. And whenever I listen to that, I feel like I'm in, I'm in that movie. The amount of times I just imagine that, that there's like paparazzi following me around. It's like, (laughs) Okay, maybe Elena overshare. That's what but, I'm saying. I mean, know? I bet you Taylor Swift is not on that playlist, but you know, it's fine. Totally maybe fine. not on yours, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like to because I feel like it, it kind of like nicely brings it together. This topic to answer the question. I think we did today. I think we answered the question: How the fuck do I stop being afraid of life? It's a really focus on building your personal power. It's like check in on your beliefs. What do you believe to be true for yourself? Number two is trust your intuition. Your intuition is very strong and you can start to listen to it. It's this first impulse that you have whenever you have to make a decision or like when something happens, it's this, the first thing that happens. And then what happens is there's a gap and then the limiting beliefs and all that show up. But before that, there's an initial instinct. That's your intuition talking to you. And if that comes up, it's the right thing to do. So work on your own self-limiting beliefs and turn them around second one trust your intuition alex is there a third that you would take out of this hole yeah i would say you have to stop and this is going to sound really harsh stop caring about what other people think it's literally none of your business like what other people think about you is none of your business that's their own projection and their own experience that they are entitled to so if you really want to stop being afraid of living the life that you deeply desire, you actually have to stop caring. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, the moment you start living the life that you know, you deserve the way that people are going to fall away are insane. That's like the one thing no one wants to ever talk about is that like, 
when I finally started living this life that I live now, I realized that at my circle got really small because other people love like misery loves company. So like when you're miserable in your job, everybody else is miserable in their job. And like everyone can then talk about how miserable they are. The moment you're like not miserable in what you do anymore because you finally started living the life you deserve, the way that people just fall away and like you're going to feel sad and grieve those relationships. But like, honestly, it's none of my business. Like it's none of my business that you don't get it. But like when you're ready to get it, like I'll be here. I love it up here. But Exactly. And it's also, I feel it's, it's people will fall away and it will get lonely for a little bit. It will get quite lonely because yeah. the, the people who no longer, who are not on the same energy level and on the same like level as you are and the consciousness, those people will fall away. It will get lonely. Power through that. Because I feel that's the reason why we're sometimes afraid of life is because we are, we never want to be alone. Like humans, we're yeah. community driven. We want. Absolutely. You have to think about it like a calibration like situation. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier where it's like, okay, so you've decided to calibrate your life to a certain level where you're operating, living your best life, where you're happy. That means that you've had to drop a lot of people that are unhappy. So there's going to yes. feel like a vacancy for a little bit, but you have to trust that you're in the middle of a huge calibration. Like you're in the middle of a huge up level. Those spaces are about to be filled with people who meet you at that new level. Yes. And you're going to be obsessed with them. You're going to feel so connected to them and you're going to love them. You just have to trust that they do come yeah and when you already like when you can already reach this energy by trusting yourself and building this for yourself can you imagine how freaking awesome it will feel once you attract like all of the people who are in the same energy it's it's on another level so those are definitely to sum up this episode this is how you get rid this is how you stop being afraid of life is really doing the thing that scares you and really trusting that you are equipped to go through this and that there are people out there who want to see you succeed way more people than want to see you fail. So Alex, to cap this episode, I always ask my guests one final question. And that is, what are you asking for a friend right now? Okay. So I actually thought about this and it's a very niche. It's very niche. And I, what I want to say is if anybody does have suggestions, please message Elena and she will give them to me or however, because I really genuinely need help. And I know you're going to be releasing this podcast in a few weeks. And this is not a problem that I think will get solved in a few weeks. So like, I'm so open, but here's my asking for a friend question. So as we talked about, ironically, in the beginning of this podcast, I'm in this big identity shift with my name, where my name is no longer Alexandria Cordero. Legally, my name is Alexandria Lane. Love that for me. I have an Instagram that's separate, that's personal with my new married name. The bigger thing that I've been really stuck with recently is that my current Instagram handle, and we didn't get into it on this podcast, which is perfectly fine, but... I run my entire business out of Instagram. Like I don't use any other platform. This is what I use, but that's not my name anymore. And also my business has expanded past that name. That name has brought me a million incredible things. My whole journey as a person has been done under that name. And my business, even though that wasn't even my like legal business name, I just kept doing it under my Instagram account. I like literally dropped all my followers and recreated it all under this name. It's time to change the name. I cannot use my old maiden name as my handle. And so what I'm asking for a friend is what the fuck do I change it to so that I can have other women understand my business, be a part of it and want to be 
just included and they can feel whole and cool. And at the same time, I can't use my name. I will give you more context very quickly. My podcast name is The Spiritual Baddies Club. We just released, we just started now in October. I cannot, for legal reasons, change my Instagram handle to The Spiritual Baddies Club. Uh. Long conversation I can get into on a different day. I can't change it to that. And that's that was going to be the initial change. I was going to pivot and be like, okay, like Spiritual Baddies Club, yes, it's my podcast name. It's not the name of my business and it's not the name of my programs, but like here it is. So I don't know what to do and I really need help and I'm really struggling with this identity and I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to change it. And I know it sounds really probably vague or very shallow to people who don't have online businesses, but so much of my world is been wrapped into the community I've created on Instagram it needs to change I don't know what to change it to all right that's my TED talk thank you for coming um thank you so much for sharing first of all thank you so much for sharing your asking for a friend (laughs) because I feel like yeah and the asking for a friend questions those are personal and this is very personal to you because it has to do with your identity and I feel like um because we probably won't be able to to find an answer to this right now if I could just give you my five cents to it okay this is the end of the episode because i don't when i tell you elena i don't fucking know what to do like i it's like this is the question that keeps me up at night i'm like what do i do i can't change it to this i can't be alexander critter anymore and like i just want to have it i want to set it and i don't want to fucking touch it for like at least a year i just want i want women to come and flood to this account and be like wow i feel so seen here i feel so amazing here and i have resources here that let me live my best life okay you know what my my initial answer to that would be come back to your identity. You know, like, I think you're, you're doubting your personal power right now, making this decision. It sounds to me like there's a lot of stories that you're telling yourself why you can stay Alexander Cordero or why this won't work and that won't work. In my opinion, and it's the same that you tell me so many times, sit with it for a second and sit with it not trying to find a solution just like ask your and and i mean this like quite literally like ask yourself ask your brain sit in silence and just be like this is it and i need a solution um so please bring that to me and once we are open to have boredom set in not like trying to find the solution but truly just like doing nothing going for a walk the best ideas i have i was in the shower for whatever reason um yes but just come back to you because you have all the answers already in you and i know this also sounds very spiritual woo woo and shit but it's true once you strip away everything that you supposedly have to do or should be doing or could be doing or thinking of all the repercussions that it might have like you're trying to control the outcome of it instead of coming back to yourself oh one thousand percent and asking yourself like, I've only thought of the outcome I've only thought of the outcome I'm like this thing has to like identify this way and do these things I want to do all the things and like even to what you just said like is it the biggest deal in the world if I change it and then a month from now I'm like fuck that I gotta change that again like no it's of course not but like I'm giving it so much pressure because I'm not asking myself what I need to sit with and like what I wanted to say or how I wanted to feel to people I've given it so much more energy than what it probably needs but like I 
I care so deeply about the way I serve and about how I help people. And I believe in my brand so, so vividly and so vibrantly that I like want to give it this much attention to detail, but attention to detail and pressure are two different things. That is very true. But also here you can see this is the perfect example of being afraid of life and working through it and being like, no, but I can still make this happen. This is going to be perfectly fine. Well, Alex, Thank you so much. Before we do the outro and everything else, where can everyone find you? I love this question based on what I need help with. So where you can find me right now is at Alexandria Cordero. I'm sure Elena will put it in her show notes. That's where you can find me. If it's changed by the time, (laughs) I don't be surprised and it'll be changed in her show notes as well, I guess. We'll see. Um, But that's the number one way you can find me right now. I do have my own podcast. It's called The Spiritual Baddies Club. It's for women who are spiritual baddies in their own right. They're regular women out in the world looking for resources and ways to integrate how they can live their best life every day. Um, We laugh, we cry, and we just listen to hip hop music. It's really great. So those are the two best places. You can stream Spiritual Baddies Club on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then, like I said, Instagram is the number one way to get a hold of me. And if you're listening to this episode and have any thoughts, feelings, please, please, please drop them my way. I love connecting with all the humans in the world. Beautiful. Yes, definitely give Alex a follow and listen to Spiritual Baddies, the podcast. This is, it's incredible. And I have already five started. So but, this was incredible. Thank you so much, Alex. Now I want to hear from you guys, from the listeners. What are you asking for a friend? What questions do you have that just feel too personal sometimes or too uncomfortable? Nothing is too embarrassing to answer it. And we want to do it here on the podcast so send me a message a dm on instagram at elena megan or just put it down below in the question box whatever feels more comfortable to you thank you so much for joining everyone for this very first episode of asking for a friend and my name is elena new episodes drop every tuesday everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast don't forget to subscribe and also rate this podcast if you like it and again Thanks a lot to you, Alex, my wonderful, amazing guest. And I see you on the next episode. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. And everyone, have a great rest of your day. Whenever you listen to this, I'll see you next week. Bye.